Hi, I'm Pastor Dallas Billington, Senior Pastor here at City Church, and we want to welcome you today to our services. We hope that no matter what you're facing in life, that through the message today, through God's Word, He will truly encourage your heart. Well, we're glad you're with us today, and uh, look at God's Word today and understanding the Bible on how to understand the, the battle that we're living in. It seems like we're living in crazy town, but everything that we see, I mean, it's just unbelievable, all the things that we see uh, and we hear every week. Uh, we just don't know what's next. So we're going to look at understanding the battle today and what's taking place. We're going to look at the, the breakdown and the, uh, and the breakthrough. So let's pray. Father, we are living, we know, in unprecedented times. But Jesus, it's no surprise to you. And Father, we just ask you today, as those are tuning in or those that are here today, Father, to know that, Lord, you're always in control. And Jesus, you've already won this war. And as we fight these battles that we face in our country and Individually, as believers, as local churches, Lord, give us wisdom. Give us wisdom, Lord, in the time that we live in. In Jesus' name, amen. We're going to look at God's word today in 2 Thessalonians. You know, our pastors were talking about how uh, this time or any other time, people are doing the same with all of you. How that you're, at, you're being asked more questions than ever before about What's, knowing that you're believers, we're believers, they're like, what, what's going on? What, what's happening? What, what does the Bible say about all this? You know, is this, are we, are we living in the end times? And, and I really do believe that we are. And one of the things that God gives us more than anything else is his word. It is his word that points us in the direction, it gives us hope, and it shows us what's happening. And through the Holy Spirit within our lives, we're able to see and to know what to do next. Well, I want you to look at 2 Thessalonians, and we're going to look at chapter 2 and verses uh, 6 down through uh, verse 8 in, in just a minute. But, you know, as we live in this time, there's a breakdown. Jesus gives the sign to the disciples, which we still know today, Matthew 24 and some of the epistles. But Jesus said in the end of the age or the end times that lawlessness would abound. Also, he quotes and says, as in the days of Noah. If you go back and read, if we read Genesis chapter 6, it said something very interesting said a couple times. Violence covered the earth. Violence covered the earth. And, and this is what we see and what we're living in. So as lawless as the browns and the, one more thing that Jesus said was that love will grow cold. So we see all these things. It should be no surprise to us that we have lived for this hope. We know what is happening and that when we're prepared, uh, we're at peace, and the world is at turmoil, but as believers, we can be at peace. What stops the bad in our society? What puts a hold on it? 
Well, as we see this breakdown, we also have to have hope. 2 Thessalonians chapter 2, verses 6 through 8, talking about the end times. You can read other verses leading up to this. Also in 1 Thessalonians speaks to the same thing. And now you know what is restraining, that is he may be revealed in his own time. There's so much in here, but I want to talk about the Holy Spirit. For the mystery, here it is, there's that lawlessness again. For the mystery of lawlessness is already at work. We see that in our world now more than anything. Only he who is now restrains will do so until, until he is taken out of the way. And then the lawless one, meaning the Antichrist, will be revealed whom the Lord will consume with the breath of his mouth and destroy with the brightness of his coming. He gives us hope. He talks about what's happening now and then far away in the future that Jesus once and for all will destroy the Antichrist forever and we will reign with Jesus forever and ever and ever. What is stopping evil from completely taking over? You know what it is? It's you. It's me. You say, what do you mean, Dallas? When we accept Jesus Christ as our Savior, right, the Holy Spirit comes to dwell within us. The Holy Spirit is the restrainer. It is pushing back all the evil that we see. So there, there is this breakdown, but we also know that we have the Holy Spirit. As we see this breakdown, don't be afraid. Know that greater is he that is in me than he that is in the world. So, know what we're facing, and we don't have to be afraid. You know, as we see the rioters, and we see the anarchy, and all the things that are taking place, and all the destruction of monuments. Destruction of monuments, some of them are good, some are confederate. You know, easy solution to that, they don't want to see part of our history in that way, then take them all, put them in a museum. Why do you think that we have museums in Washington, D.C. or the Holocaust Museum or what we have over in Europe? It is to remember what was bad so it won't be repeated again. So, that being said, as we see rioters and we see the lawness abound, we see all these things that are happening and you turn the news on and some of the statues that, I mean, even of Lincoln... Abraham Lincoln, who enacted to free the slaves. You know, that war was so terrible that there was over, they think it's closer to 700,000, but it was, you know, on record, some 620,000 soldiers died in the Civil War. And we know that so that slavery would be over. It's interesting, I was reading something this week I wanted to share with you that people don't know what they're doing. That's lawlessness. Yeah, isn't it interesting when Jesus was on the cross? What did he say that we have to remember in this breakdown of our society? Father, forgive them for they know not what they do. There's a statue, I believe in Lincoln Park in Washington, D.C. It's of Abraham Lincoln. Not the, the one main statue that everybody knows about, the Lincoln Memorial. There's a statue of Abraham Lincoln <clears throat> with, if you will, uh, 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 with a slave in front of him. Well, so many people wanted that torn down. You know why they wanted it torn down? Because they didn't know history. You can look this up when you get home. 
the statue, I'm going to read uh, this to you and then explain a little bit more. There's a statue, and it looks like the, the, the slave is, is kneeling before Lincoln, Abraham Lincoln, as he's like standing like this, and, and, and he looks like he's kneeling before Abraham Lincoln. And some people didn't like that. They didn't know what the memorial was about. Let me read it to you. As leftists or liberal agitators have set their sight on the Washington, D.C. Emancipation Memorial, which I just spoke about, depicting President Abraham Lincoln and a freed black man. A group of black historians are calling it for it to remain. Why is that? Well, this is why. Because he's not kneeling. He's in the act of getting up. And his head is up. It's not bowed. Because he's looking forward to the future as a freed black American. And you know who paid? You know who paid for that, those statues that are there? Freed black slaves paid for that statue to be built. It's amazing. We don't know our history like we should. And when we do, we don't want to go back and do the evils of slavery ever, ever again. <clears throat> and we want, as God said, we are created all equal. We want rights for everyone, black, white, whatever color it may be. I've always said your skin is only a 13th of an inch thick. That's it. But as we live in this, in this breakdown of what we're seeing in our society, know that you and I, with the Holy Spirit in us, is what's restraining the evil from completely taking over. Once Jesus raptures us out or takes us out of this world, the saying all hell will break loose. Why? Because the restrainer is then taken out of the way. Why am I preaching where I am? Because we're getting closer and closer. If you didn't know two days ago, I hope many, many people will, will take this and push it off and send it to other people on YouTube or whatever it might be. Just two days ago, in the state of California, the governor enacted that you no longer, as this virus keeps going on, you no longer, as the local church in California, can sing in church because it spreads the virus. What are, we, what are we living in? Now, I'm going to interpret that a little bit different. The governor, Governor Newsom has enacted that. You can look it up when you get home. Has enacted that you no longer can, let me say it this way, can worship God Almighty, Jesus Christ, the Son of God, in church. You see what I'm saying? He doesn't want you to, because singing and praise as we did today, here I am to worship, is to praise and give glory to Jesus Christ who died on the cross. You can't sing in church. Here's the thing. They just throw it out. Okay, let's see if they'll take that. 
And let's see if they'll take this. What grieves me is we can't even open up the, the back here where all our, so many of our little ones have and meet to hear about Jesus. Do you see what I'm trying, what I'm trying to say is we learn from little on the hope that we have in Jesus. That's trying to be taken out of the way. The virus, the virus, the virus being excused for everything. And we're just going to take that and we're going to use that. See the, the breakdown? Do you see what's happening? I want you to be aware of what is happening in our country. That you can't, in California, cannot sing, worship in church. What's next? I don't know. But I've always said there will come a point in the time that I don't know what we will have to do or when it comes to not obeying. I don't even want to say it's a law because it's a dictatorship and yeah. what we're living in. So let me give you some good news today. We have this breakdown, and I don't have to go any further what we see in any more examples, but we need to know. We need to know what God's Word says and what you and I have and the power that we have. One of my favorite passages in Proverbs alone in the Old Testament is found in Proverbs chapter 21 and verse 22. Put yourself in this situation. A wise man, in other words, a wise person is saying, scales the city of the mighty. No, not, not, not just someone who is strong, but someone who is a mighty warrior. A wise man, you and I as believers, scale the city of the mighty and brings down the trusted stronghold. You know, it's interesting, July 4th, 1776, part of the Declaration of Independence says, life, liberty, not, not happiness, life, liberty, listen carefully what it says, and the pursuit of happiness. You and I cannot just think everything's just going to come all to us and be great and everything's going to come all together. No, we have to fight for what is right. We have to work for what is right. And if we want happiness and joy and peace, we have to pursue it. We have to be willing to engage in the battle. That's the breakthrough. The breakthrough is God through his word has given you and I wisdom. Lord, Show me what to do. A wise person can scale the walls of the city of the mighty and bring down the strongholds. Put in whatever is happening in our society today and we can tear them down because God has given us the wisdom on what to do. What do we do then? How do we do it? That's the question. Well, let's look at another verse in the, in the New Testament. If we have that hope and God gives us that promise, 2 Corinthians chapter 10, verses 4 and 5. For the weapons, see, as we are wise, we, we, we've got to have weapons as a warrior in God's army. The breakthrough is this. For the, for the weapons of our warfare are not carnal, but mighty, not in man, mighty in God for pulling down strongholds. There it is again. Casting down arguments and every high thing that exalts itself against the knowledge of God bringing every thought into captivity to the obedience of Christ how do we do that what, what is it what is it saying there 
Our victory with the wisdom that God is giving us is how we communicate the truth and the world that we live in. The knowledge of the world against the knowledge of God. I've said it before. You're not going to win an argument with a two-minute sound pipe on CNN or Fox News. It's not going to happen that way. See, we're going to have to go and find those that are rioting or those young people that are looting and be able to grab them one-on-one and sit down. Why are they doing what they're doing? They don't know, one, but then we get to know them. We hear what they grew up in and the adversity that they faced in their home. That's what we've got to understand. God will give you the wisdom to put your arm around someone and get into their life and lead them to Jesus. That's what will change our society. That's the breakthrough. God's weapons that he's given us is we know prayer, and we also know that it's his word, the sword of the spirit. What activates the spirit within us is his word. When we read his word, and that's why I say just a few minutes a day, God knows this week exactly what you and I are going to face. And all we have to do is just take a few minutes, and he'll turn you to the passage of what you're going to face tomorrow. Just do it. And he will equip you for your breakthrough this week, whatever it might be, whatever adversity that you're going to face. It might be loneliness. It might be adversity with a, a family. You know how many, speaking of arguments, how many, how many friendships and how many family members have, have just been destroyed by just getting on Facebook? Well, I think this. Well, I think this. Well, that, 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 that I don't I, Boom, it's gone. I want to defriend you. <laughs> right? It's gone. You, you, you had these friendships or family for years and you don't want to talk. Why? Because it's this argument against this argument. Instead of letting your life so shine that always be ready to give an answer for the hope that is in you. I read to you about one of the greatest NFL football players that ever lived. Herschel Walker was said this week, former NFL running back, one of the greatest runner backs ever to play the game, said this. Just last week, I was reading the greatest book ever written, the Bible. I read in Matthew 6, 15, but if you don't forgive others, your father will not forgive your offenses. He added, why are we penalizing people for what their ancestors did? Forgiveness doesn't mean you get something in return. You know, I believe there's that third thing in there next to the Bible and and God's word that are the powerful weapons that we have. Our weapons of our warfare are not carnal, but they're spiritual. They're part of God's kingdom that can never be destroyed. That's the weapons that we have. That third weapon Herschel Walker talked about is forgiveness. That weapon is so powerful, people don't know how to respond. When you forgive them with nothing and asking nothing in return, we're living in a society of no forgiveness. 
we're living in a society of let's just beat it out of each other. And we know that that won't work. We know that we have to get to the place that we as believers are the change agent. We are the breakthrough. Instead of yelling and screaming and doing whatever that would come back at someone, we need to be willing to forgive. Our weapons of our warfare are not of this world. You can't lose when you pick up God's weapons. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. That's what we have. We have the stronghold of heaven. Whatever we loose on this earth, whatever we bind on this earth will be what? Done in the name of Jesus. We have hope. I don't care what is happening in our society. We have hope. And I want you to remember that today. I want to close with this scripture as followers of believers. It's found in the Old Testament. I believe all the Bible is written to, to all. There's everything in the Bible. Is, there's not one thing that we can't use or relate with. And even though this is written to the children of Israel, we can also have this written to us in the book of Deuteronomy. In Deuteronomy chapter 28, I close with this today, verses 6 through 8. Blessed shall you, us today, shall you be when you come in. Blessed shall you be when you go out. All the things that you do all throughout the week. The Lord will cause your enemies who rise against you to be defeated. Notice you won't. I won't. The Lord will. The Lord will take care of whatever is happening in our society. He just expects us to do something in that prayer and, and in his word and reading it and, and, and to be able to forgive and, and take those weapons through the power of the Holy Spirit and lead people to a different life through Jesus. The Lord will cause your enemies who rise against you to be defeated before your face. They shall come out against you one way and flee before you seven ways. Amazing. In other words, whatever you think is going to defeat you in this world, no matter how powerful the enemy is, a stronghold, and you see so many against you, that when they come against you in the name of Jesus, they'll be so disoriented and so confused, they will flee seven different ways. That's the power that we have in God. The Lord will command the blessings on you in your storehouses and all which you set your hand, and he will bless you in the land which the Lord your God is giving you. I believe that's our future. The Lord is going to bless us as we don't bow to all the things that we see around us. If we stand firm in the name of Jesus and what we're facing, and it might get a diff, it might be different. I was talking to somebody this week and they were saying, you know, I think there's going to be one last great revival and I'm going to close this day. Yeah, I do too, but as that revival is taking place, now everything's not going to be great and wonderful. As we see the revival, because there's so much darkness and the light will shine forth through all of us and we will be blessed. There will also be, the devil knows his time is short. 
So he's doing whatever he can to, to throw mass confusion as the angel. He will disguise himself as an angel even of light. Well, this is, this is for the betterment of society that you can't sing in church. I mean, that, I mean that, we just have to do that. We've got to realize as I close today that we're not just going to win. We've already won. Jesus has won the war. We are in battles. Understand the battles. Understand there is a breakdown in our society. But when we are able to, to have the wisdom, we can tear those strongholds down. And the victory, God says, if you honor me, I will honor you. If we stand up for the name of Jesus, he's going to bless your life in a way that you can't even imagine what it says there. You don't know in the land that you're headed to what all he wants to give you. Just don't know in a world that we live in of uncertainties. Know that you cannot be defeated. Know as we close today, we walk by faith, not by sight. Let's pray. As our heads are bowed today and Ben leads us, and maybe you're here and you're watching uh, Facebook or YouTube, I want you to know that you can have hope. I want you to know that through Jesus that you can have hope. And if you don't know Jesus as your Savior and and you're wondering, you're scared, you're wondering what's going to happen. All you have to do is know that God sent his son to die on a cross for you and for me. Don't try and figure it out. And just know, as he says in his word, pray, Jesus, I don't understand everything, but I believe that you're God's son. And you lived a perfect life and you died on the cross for all my sins. And I ask you to come into my heart to forgive me for all of my sins. You shed your blood for me. And from this day forward, help me to live by your resurrection power. That's the hope that we have. And as I said today, the Holy Spirit comes in to dwell and you will never, ever have to lose another battle in your life if you're willing to live by faith. Father, as we close this service today in your name and in your power and the, the battles that we face, we just understand that to know that, Lord, we can win those battles through the power of the Spirit that you've given us through prayer, through your word. The sword of the Spirit is the word of God. And, Lord, through forgiveness in the time that we live in. Lord, if there's one here that doesn't know you today as their Savior, may they ask you into their heart. May they come forward as Ben leads us in this closing verse. In Jesus' name, amen. Thank you. Will you stand with us today? I hope Jesus, through the power of the Holy Spirit, has spoke to you today through his word. 
You know, no matter what you go through, no matter what you face in life, I want you to know that through the one, Jesus Christ, through his death on the cross of Calvary, he shed his perfect blood for you and for me. And if you pray right now and ask Jesus into your heart, the message that you heard today, why God is speaking to you, I want you to know that you can have hope. And all you have to do is pray with me right now. Don't try and figure it out. The Lord says by faith, we accept Jesus as our Savior, and you'll have hope for eternity. You say, Dallas, will you help me? What do I have to do? Well, let me share with you a verse. For God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten Son, that whosoever believes in him should not perish, but have everlasting life. If you're willing to believe that God sent his Son to die on a cross for you, just pray this prayer with me right now. And you can have heaven as your home. Jesus will forgive you for anything you've done in this life. And you can have hope from this day forward. Pray this prayer. Dear Jesus, forgive me a sinner. I believe that you're God's son. And you came and lived a perfect life. And you died on the cross and you shed your perfect blood for all of my sin. And right now, Jesus, I ask you to come into my heart to forgive me for all of my sins and to cleanse me from all unrighteousness. And from this day forward, help me to live by your resurrection power. In Jesus' name. If you've prayed that prayer, we want to hear from you. Contact us through our website, City Church AC, or you can get at our church app through any of the um, streaming services, and we want you to know that we'll contact you. And from this day forward, no matter what you face, you'll always have hope, knowing that Jesus is your Savior, and he'll come through in your life. Thank you for being with us today.